Hello and welcome to the Raptor Show on Sportsnet. I'm not even a fan. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. As mentioned in Monday's episode, we were given a chance to conduct a pair of exclusive interviews on Media Day. The two players we were assigned were Chris Boucher, who has already appeared on this program before, and Ken Birch, who has become somewhat of a forgotten man since his quiet campaign last season. Now, my goal with the interview was to sort of check in on how they spent their summer and get a sense of where their heads were at heading into uh, the following season. Um, for those unfamiliar, Media Day is a bit of a whirlwind um, where the players are sort of shuttled from room to room to room to room every five minutes or so. Uh, and they're being asked to do anything from things like screaming into the camera for promotional purposes to big photo shoots of them in their new uniforms to short TikTok and social videos and uh, videos for sales. It, it, it's, 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 it's a zoo. It, it, media day is a zoo. And you'll hear lots of screaming in the background, actually, because of this. But the reason uh, I, I want to give this is because of the fact that um, it's, it's not the most natural of settings um, for the bigger style of sit-down interviews that uh, we usually get into during the season, uh, where we can sort of freely chat with a player one-on-one for like 20 to 30 minutes and, and really dive into sort of who they are and, and, and how they think and sort of how they're feeling. So I just wanted to keep these interviews tight. Again, the, the, the setting for these is, is not the most ideal for that kind of stuff. And of course, throughout the season, we will be giving you as much access as we possibly can get you, um, just like we did last season, but, but much more of that. So anyway, um, this is uh, first up. We have the interview with Chris Boucher. Uh, for those who missed it, Chris was the Raptors' top free agent heading into the summer, and there were articles um, of note from places like The Ringer and The Athletic uh, who mostly identified Chris as a prime under-the-radar free agency target thanks to his rare skill set of being able to hit threes, collect offensive rebounds, and, and block shots. Um, but, you know, the suspense was cut short as Chris quickly agreed to a three-year, $36 million deal to re-sign with the Toronto Raptors just hours after the free agency window opened. And so that's where we started this conversation. We're here with Raptors forward, center, Chris Boucher. Chris, man, how you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. First off, congratulations. Big contract, big summer. You know, I was listening to your podcast, Hustle Play, um, and you mentioned on your last episode that you had never gone into free agency before. This is the first time you go through this process. You just wanted to enjoy it. You were feeling really chill at that time. Were you truthfully feeling chill about it, and how was the whole process for you? Um, I think Masai and Bobby made it pretty chill for me, obviously. Um, you know, they told me that they wanted me to come back. It's just the numbers and all that. But um, I figured that they, um, everything that I've done, and, you know, they've really been happy with what I produced and what I the years so I, I was that's what made me feel more chill is just knowing that they wanted me back and it's always better to be in a better state of mind if you feel like the team wants you back than if you're just looking around not knowing what's going to happen so right well listen I, it's pretty clear that you know the Raptors are always your focus but you also said you want to take some time with it again it was the first time through the process were there other teams that sort of came out of the woodwork and sort of just like what was sort of that feeling of being pursued by the other teams as well Oh, it was nice. Obviously, um, I feel like it was better for my agent and all them. They didn't want to ever dealing with it, but it was. I mean, obviously, it felt good to know that certain team wanted to, you know, to see what I could bring for their team and all. But um, at the end of the day, I didn't try to put no more focus on that. Obviously, I stayed in Toronto the whole time, and this is where I wanted to be. So, um, the harder talks were conversations were with them more than me, but. Toronto was where I wanted to be anywhere. So for me, the only conversation I had was with Bobby and Masai, really. Right, right. Now, I was doing some research. Last time you signed, um, back in 2020, 
you said it was turn it was time for you to take care of your mom. Yeah. Right. So this time around, is it time to take care of yourself? Like how how you know anything changed for you? No, I mean I think it didn't hit me yet. Obviously the first paycheck and all that from that contract didn't hit yet, but um, I just feel like I you know I've been here for like five years. I've been in the league for six. It's a point where like. Um, you're more trying to do what makes you happy, and at this point, I mean, obviously money makes me happier, but I was already a happy person, so it doesn't, you know, change much from the way I live my life now. All right. Um, now, summertime, working hard, yeah. you know, in Vegas, in L.A. Yeah. I got to say, man, I, if, I felt like we didn't really miss that much time with you because we saw you on YouTube every single day in the Rico Hines runs. Yeah. Um, yeah, just walk us through, like, what was that process like? Because I think there's, like, the on-camera portion, but I, I heard there's a practice beforehand, too. Yeah, like, yeah. it's serious. That's like training camp almost. I mean, we had, like, three training camps already. So <laughs> this is not, you know, everybody's talking about the tomorrow. But for us, we've been having a bunch. And to be honest with you, I think this is the best thing to do. I mean, Pascal done it, Fred done it, all those guys that you see are all-star, all-NBA. They've been through that process, and it showed the you know, what they could do. So um, for us, it was the same thing. For me, I felt like, you know, even though I got paid and all that, I still wanted to show what I'm capable of doing. And um, that was, you know, Toronto put me in a good program for me to do that and having... <laughs> Media Day's funny. There's yeah. some screaming in the background. And having, you know, the opportunity of working with the team and with your teammates and the coaching staff, it just building some chemistry. Right, right. And... It's got to be cool to, because you have guys like Pascal and Fred who are, like, made in the league, guys who are making big money, making all-stars, all-NBA, won championships, right? Like, when they do this in the summertime, it feels like the rest of the team can just kind of fall in their lead. Yeah, I mean, if you're not there doing it, then something's wrong with you, especially if the leaders of the team are doing it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it wouldn't be appropriate for you to not be there. So it's just setting them the example and... They're really doing a good job. You know, I'm one of them now. Obviously, I'm, I've been there every summer, and I think that's just a way for, to show the new guys that we have that this is what you got to do to make it right. you know, to the league and to be successful with the Raptors because, obviously, um, you know, defense and offense is not as easy as one through three. You could be a good defender, but you're going to have to learn system and all that, and um, I think the Raptors are doing a really good job by teaching you that early in the summer. Right. Now, for yourself, um, in Tampa, you posted, like, a career year offensively. Yeah. And then last year, I would think, was the best, your best year defensively. Yeah. So as fans, I think everyone's going to ask for you to do both this year. Yeah. Are you ready for that? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to do, you know, try to put all the stones in there. Yeah? Yeah, like Tanner's, right? I'm trying to get all the stones in. Well, we see, that's the thing. We've seen you do it on both ends now consistently, right? We even, even thinking of the yeah, media day is hilarious. Uh, even just thinking about the game six, you know, obviously, you know, it's unfortunate it's not a happy memory, but for yourself, I mean, 25 and 10, I think those are both playoff highs, you know, obviously you've done that in the regular season, but um, when you reflect back on last season, like, what, what are some of the things that you're most proud of? Um, I think more the way I've turned it around. I think, um, you know, it was a matter of fact, one game, and then I just turned everything around. Right. So it truly showed my potential, what I was capable of doing. Obviously, I wanted to show more than what I was able to do. So obviously it messed me up. So now knowing that and now having to think about the contract and all that, I'm coming in with a more, you know, space, my, my freedom and feeling like, you know, I'm just here to help the team at the point, whatever we need, it could be rebound, block, shooting, whatever. Um, I think I've been putting a lot of work this summer to be able to help on any situation that we have. Yeah, well, I mean, you're going to have to play a lot of styles, right? Because if your role's mostly the same, you know, being that six-man role coming off the bench, the whole bench is 6'9". Like, Delano's 6'9", at one. 
Otto, I guess theoretically plays two. He's six nine. Yeah. You're playing three. Thad, Precious. Everybody is a, a forward in that lineup. So you might have to play around. You know, you might have to shoot a little bit more threes or you know fit in around the group. But I guess you kind of already do that already. Whatever, whatever the team has going on. To be honest with you, um, I think we. Uh, you guys didn't see it, and you probably gonna see it during the season. But everybody's kind of positionless right now. That's really what they've been working on this summer. And you know, knowing that if somebody brings the ball, then you run to the corner, run to the corner, and not having specific people to do it, so it helps the spacing. So I think that um, if we all follow the the guidelines of that, we should be all right to having everybody at one position at least, even though we're all six nine and tall. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you got a preseason game in Montreal coming up. That's got to be super special. I think yeah. you probably played a huge role in bringing that there. You know, your presence on the team and your come up in this league. So what's that game going to mean to you? Um, I mean, it's going to be amazing. I think it's like the last one I had four years ago. We went to Montreal. Right. Uh, that was my first year. Um, it was really nice. But now being really part of the team and knowing that, um, you know, the fan gets to see me and I get to be home, see my family and all that. Um, definitely going to be an amazing uh, opportunity for me but like I said it's part of preseason so I just I can't go there and just you know act like um, it's a home game for me like I need to play the right way and all that and even though I'm at home right and, and real quickly uh, Fred was asked right before media day what's your goal for the season he said championship mm-hmm. same mindset 100 percent I mean whatever Fred goes with it I'm going with it and Pascal and all them they know I'm buying them right and then lastly real quick but I'll put you on the spot. Once the podcast coming back, Hustle Play, we enjoyed it. You know, there were like a couple episodes I was on. Thank you for inviting me again. But, uh, yeah, we need more of the pod. Um, to be honest with you, I was going to do one before the season. Mm-hmm. But um, depends on who wants to come or not and who y'all guys want to see. So send me a message so I can decide who you guys want. Probably Scotty, I'll be honest with you. That's what I'm trying to get. Scotty or OG because I'm trying to make it like a big one for the return. Okay. Okay, can't wait. All right. Thank you. The next interview we have is with Kem Birch. As I mentioned up top, Kem became a forgotten man last season, largely due to the injuries. Um, he underwent arthroscopic knee surgery in May to fix the issue that bothered him throughout the year. Um, but in addition to that, he also suffered a nose fracture at one point and then took a shot to the face shortly after he recovered. I think he was still wearing a mask at that time. And then he also took an elbow to that exact same area from Joel Embiid in game one. Um, a lot of carnage involving Joel Embiid in that series. Both ways, to be fair. Um, but anyway, yeah, Kem was obviously a shell of himself um, last season, but he still managed to make 55 appearances, including 28 starts, which I was a little surprised by when I when I opened up the uh, the basketball reference page on him and do some research. Um, now, it's worth noting that after being signed from Orlando in 2021, Kem did average 12 points and 8 rebounds per game on 55% shooting. And, you know, whatever, you can say that that's the Tampa bubble or the injuries and whatever factor went into that. But it's undeniable. He played well after being signed from Orlando, and it was a lot better than what he did uh, last season in Toronto. And, you know, when you think back on him um, and the announcement of his three-year $18 million deal that he uh, agreed to last summer, that was mostly received with optimism, and I think for good reason. So um, we started this conversation with an in-depth uh, discussion of how much the injury impacted him. And, uh, you know, I think that kind of gives a background on sort of how his year went. And, you know, for me, at least, it made me feel a lot more sympathetic towards just the the, the lack of performance uh, in, in other areas. But before we get to the interview itself, I also want to say just excuses for the recording. In the first question, 
I'm listening back to it now, and uh, you know, it is a little bit hard to hear what he says after I ask him about his feelings on turning 30, which he did so on uh, Wednesday, and uh, so we ran into a small technical issue on that front. Uh, I left the answer in there um, and try to edit around it, but in case you missed it, he did say, "quote I don't know why you had to remind me of that. I feel old by the hour, but uh, nah, I feel great. I'm just blessed to live my life." Now on to the interview. All right, we're here with Raptor Center, Ken Birch. Uh, first off, before we start, uh, happy birthday. You're turning 30. Any feelings about that? 30 is a big milestone, man. Congrats. I don't know why you have to remind me. Why? <laughs> I feel old, but uh, I think it feels great. Uh, a lot of people, I guess, will say they feel old or whatever, I'm just blessed to be able to live by now. Yeah, it's a blessing. Well, I'm also turning 32, that's why I'm asking. Oh, okay. I got some mixed feelings as well along those lines. Um, all right, well, listen, speaking of the health, I got to get this out of the way. All right, you got the knee surgery in, in the offseason. How was that process for you, and sort of how did you feel throughout it? It's been a journey. It's not 100% yet, but it's, it's, it feels way better than it did last year. Right, right. Well, in terms of that, um, in the offseason preparation, um, how much were you able to do? How much did it limit you and things like that? Uh, it kind of limited me to do a lot of movement, and uh, you know, uh, about, that's about it. But it didn't limit me to shoot. I was shooting a lot and doing uh, my floaters and doing ball handling. Just couldn't, you know, cut or jump for a long time. Okay, okay. Um, now, you mentioned at the end of the season it was in real bad shape, right? Um, how did that affect you throughout the season? Sort of like when did it kind of start for you and sort of like what did it sort of take off the table in terms of how you played? Uh, it started like literally like the fifth, sixth game of the season. What happened? I just jumped and I landed awkwardly. Okay. And then it was like a balloon. I just thought I had a bone bruise. Mm. And once this, I broke my nose and once the swelling went down, that's when I realized there was something wrong with my knee. Right. And then... I just couldn't cut, run, play hard or anything. You know, I just had to just maintain it. Uh, and I just told my people that I was just going to, we have to just address it in the offseason, you know, because we were having a good year. So it didn't matter how much minutes I played. I just wanted to help my team win. And that's when the offseason I decided to get it. Well, that kind of speaks to your, you know, team-focused approach. Like, that's always been your approach. I mean, you mentioned that you were in bad shape from the start of the season. You still played over 50 games, right? right? You, you played time in the playoffs as well. So, um you know, this past offseason, I know you you were able to get together with the team in Vegas. You know, I don't know if you were at Summer League or uh, in the Rico Hines runs or things like that. But um, it seems like there's a real togetherness about this group, right? Because I think people, people from the outside think bringing back, like, you know, your, your core rotation is still the same. But you guys have spent a lot of time in the offseason. So how would you describe the closeness of this particular group? That's good. Um, a lot of teams don't do this. You know, you have a lot of guys with different agendas. But, you know, the fact that everyone um, just comes together, is able to come together and go to L.A. like that, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, it's something that's, pr- that's rare in, in the NBA. Right. And how much is that, like, obviously we see the things like Rico Hines runs or we see Summer League, but how much is it, like, behind the scenes of, like, you guys getting together? Like, what would the normal day be like? Are you guys all hanging out? Uh, I mean, before they, we do the – I was there, but I didn't do the, the, the runs, you know. Yeah. But before we, we actually practice – you know, like a full two-hour practice, and then after that, they did the runs. So you wait, hold on, the practice version. So that's like that's like two a days, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, we not not practice, but we'll get to like you know just do drills. Yeah. You know, for like almost two hours, and then after, you know, and play. So that's. Uh, uh,
Yeah, well, I mean, in these kind of, you know, um, drills that you guys are describing, I mean, like, I'm assuming the whole coaching staff is there, Nick. You know, obviously, you guys brought Rico on this year as yeah. well, you know. Um, that's, that's amazing. I think that kind of speaks to the preparation of this team, right? Not a lot of teams do that. You guys spend months, weeks, you know, on the offseason doing that. Um, you know, for yourself, I know, you know, you're a real big team player, right? But what are your, some of your personal goals coming into this year for you? Just staying healthy is one of them. Uh, just being consistent. Um, you know, I just, you just can't take this for granted. I'm like you said, I'm turning 30. It could be over anytime. You know, it's definitely I don't have 10 years like I did when I was in my 20s. So now I just gotta approach every game like it's my last. Um, I wanted to ask too because you know I was doing some preparation for this interview, and there's one quote that I heard you give in a press conference post game that kind of surprised me. You know, you were you were asked. Hey, you know, you're, you're playing home in Canada for the first time. Obviously, you, you play for the Raptors, but it was in Tampa, right? This was the last season where you were able to be here in Toronto. And, you're, you know, your, question, your answer was a little bit mixed. I kind of wanted to follow up with you. Like, what was that experience like for you playing in Toronto? Because that should be a dream, right? But did the sort of expectations sort of live up to the, the realities of the situation? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it was actually better, you know, just the fact that a lot of people showed up and... You know they have high high expectations, you know, in, in the city. So that's something I always want. I, I, I like, you know, just so because it brings out the motivation and preparation. You know, you can't slack off because you know a lot of people out here take basketball to heart. So yeah, actually, I actually like enjoyed it. It's just you know the only problem was I was hurt last year. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, it was unfortunate, man. It was like one thing. I, have to, I don't have to describe this to you, literally. Um, you know, one thing when I'm at all the games and I'm watching you guys on the bench, it seems like you have a really close bond with Precious and, and Scotty, right? You guys are always chatting on the sideline and time on the bench. I'm not sure if you're giving them game, really, because obviously they're young players. But, you know, what's that sort of, when you sort of saw them last year, um, what sort of stuck out to you about both Precious and Scotty? I mean, I told Scotty before that he had potential, like a lot of potential for the season. Uh, when I saw it first time, I was like, wow, this kid's special. Mm-hmm. You know, and then also with Precious, I played Precious when he was in Miami, and you could tell he was like in the box. You know, as soon as I saw him play here, I was like, well, this kid can be really great as well. Um, Precious has a lot of untapped potential, and he's a very competent dude, so I'm looking forward to seeing him, you know, um, reach that. Right, right. And um, this preseason, you guys will be playing in Montreal. Um, you know, that's where you grew up. How special that is that moment going to be for both yourself but also the city of Montreal itself? Man? Um, honestly, for me, it's just another game. Uh, I'm not going to put any expectations or anything on it. Um, it is preseason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But for the city of Montreal, it's, it's, I think it would be special just because, you know, there's a kid out there that's going to be watching me and Chris and being like, wow, those guys are from here. Imagine what I can do, you know. So that's, that's special in that aspect. But in terms of the game, to me, it's going to be something, to, just another game. Fair enough. And then quickly, last, last question. Um, I think Fred was asked right before the start of the season, what's your goal? And he just said one more championship. It's the team mindset? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, what else are you playing for? You know, I don't have any social media like that. So it's just I want to win. And I'm getting older. You know, you don't want to just go out there and lose and get another high draft pick or whatever. You're trying to go out there and try to be the best you can be and also win a championship. All right, Ken Birch, best of luck this season. Stay healthy. And uh, thanks for your time. Appreciate you, man. Those were interviews from Media Day with Chris Boucher and Ken Birch. I want to say a quick thank you to obviously those two for taking time on a very busy media day. Um, and of course, I want to say a quick thank you to the Raptors 
PR as well. Um, I know they've been extremely helpful uh, last season. And of course, we want to continue that relationship. Um, you know, feel very, very grateful uh, that we've been able to get that much access. But also, I think that, you know, as the show has grown and, you know, um, and expanded and obviously proliferated among different platforms, I think the fan base has also, you know, obviously supported the show in every single iteration uh, that it's been done. But especially now, I think there's a, there's a real space and opportunity to, um, to to use the program in a way that's that's positive. Use it as a space where players can sort of come on and sort of discuss their perspectives. Not to say that you can't criticize them. I think I don't think anyone's going to make that accusation of uh, <laughs> what I do, especially based on the post game shows. But I think it's all fair, and I think that uh, yeah, I think it's just a good space. Um, you know, it's not lost on me like the the effect that this show can have thanks to the all the listeners who listen and and w- with that audience. Um, does come a big opportunity of what we can do this season. However, as we mentioned, um, in terms of preseason coverage, uh, that's largely going to be turned over to to Alex Wong, who has shown me his uh, his his uh, rundown for next week. So you can expect plenty of coverage um, on that front. Uh, as for myself, I'm going to take this quick opportunity to take a trip uh, before the season. So you probably won't hear from me too much. Although I will say I will be bringing my microphone along. And if the opportunity does arise, um, and if timing does arise, you know, um, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised if there were one or two uh, React pods that sort of came out along the way. But seriously, it's it's uh, it's 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 been a long summer, but you know, with media day coming in passing uh, and training camp now taking place in Victoria, um, you know, we're we're really onto the season um, here. And of course, um, if you haven't already heard this announcement, I mean, I'm going to repeat it again. It's worth repeating, of course. But uh, October 17th, that's when the Raptors show will be returning to air both on Sportsnet 590 The Fan on radio, both on Sportsnet 360 on TV, uh, and also on the YouTube platform. It'll be uh, streamed live there, you know, uh, Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Same format, me and Alex, same great guests, uh, same access to the players. Post game shows, they'll be all the same. You know, it'll be the same kind of deal that we did last season, and we want to keep that formula rolling, and we want to keep continue expanding the show. So uh, October seventeenth, that is the official restart of the Raptors show. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed our coverage from Media Day, both uh, in front of the scenes and also behind the scenes. And for myself personally, I'll either check back with me with you next week after some games, or I will see you on October seventeenth. Thank you.